Welcome to this week's episode of Chicago, the building of a fashion capital. I'm Cameron and I'll be your host. Today I met with the founder of Iconic Peak, Elisa Marie Browning, to talk about her fashion styling business, her work with Fashion Bar and Chicago Fashion Week, and the impacts of COVID on the fashion industry. Iconic Peak is a mobile and virtual styling consulting firm in Chicago. Iconic Peak helps people represent themselves without losing what makes them unique. During the COVID pandemic, Iconic Peak Peak launched an online clothing store to help clients shop from home while receiving professional styling advice. Iconic Peak only partners with local and independent brands from around the globe to help the brands gain recognition. Iconic Peak has also worked with Fashion Bar Chicago and Chicago Fashion Week. Today I'll be speaking with Elisa Marie, the co-founder of Iconic Peak. Elisa was... Elisa <laughs> was born and raised in the south of Chicago, where she began to see the beauty of diversity. Elisa has dedicated her career to educating others on the power of appearance and the confidence that looking good can bring into their lives. So, Elisa, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. Oh, hi. Okay, sure. Not a problem. So, basically, I got into fashion at the age of... 16 as far as work is concerned, but I've always been into fashion since I was given my first Barbie doll, right? Shout out to Mattel. (laughs) And um, at 16 years old, I I was in high school and though I didn't need a job or anything like that, which is a blessing, um, for me, I just had this sense of independence where I always knew what I wanted to do and I always knew that I wanted to get in fashion and get the experience that I knew I could gain for myself that someone else couldn't give to me. Mm-hmm. And so I worked for this uh, local boutique in the south side of Beverly Hills in Chicago called Envy um, uh, Chicago. I had to think about it because that was so long ago. <laughs> but Envy Chicago. And I worked there for three solid years. And I worked there, you know, starting off as a regular sales associate. And she took a chance on me. She took a chance on a high school kid. But she knew I always had some style on me, some flavor. And from there, it's just I learned about styling and other things that um, I wasn't going to get anywhere else, which is why retail is great foundation for a lot of people who want to think about getting into styling. uh, Because you are immersed around the clothes and name brands and designers all day long and you get to see the new merch so though it's great to sit front rows at fashion shows sometimes you forget those things right because you go to so many of them but when you're at a retail space you retain that information um on so many levels and so many dynamics so that's pretty much my story how did you become interested in the fashion industry i know you said that you've been interested in it since you were little Got it. So, um, Barbie, to be honestly truthful, the one thing is, though I am a a multiracial black woman, my mom always believed in diversity. So I had all types of colors of different Barbie dolls, right? So I had, you know, a chocolate Barbie doll, and then I had the uh, Hispanic Barbie doll, because she was more so towards my complexion. Uh, Her name was Teresa, right? Then, you know, we had Barbie. And it was just that glamorous life of Barbie of having so many different clothes. From there, when I was in elementary school, Harper's, I believe it's for Harper's Bazaar, don't quote me, but they came out with Barbie Bazaar. And uh, this is such a throwback, but uh, Borders Bookstore, 
Um, we know Barnes and Nobles, but some of you, especially the Generation Z, <laughs> we have Borders Bookstore for the millennials on back. And <laughs> you can get it there. And it was just, that was the first time that I got to see Barbie being utilized with fashion brands such as Armani, you know, Fendi, and they were collector's editions. I learned about fashion designers through Barbie, which is like so insane. But I did thanks to that Barbie's Bazaar book. And then from there, you know, I have, of course, I have older sisters, but I always carry my own torch and I found my own sense of style because I love the fashions that they had. Funny story, before Sneaker Heels came out, um, they actually put that in that book. They weren't even out yet. It was basically almost 10 years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. of the sneaker heel and the uh before Manolo Blondes came out with the Timberland boot heel that was in that magazine and I had to be about maybe 10 years old 11 years old 12 years old they didn't come out to that until like the early 2000s and by that time I was in high school you see what I'm saying so yeah. it, it really introduced me into uh, uh an advanced world through people who had such an iconic and infinite love for Barbie and through that love came experimentation, right? right. And so, you know, it's, it's funny to know that a fashion house like Armani or, or Versace or anyone in the industry that's heavy hitters is using this doll, right? This iconic doll, this vintage doll to create fun little clothes and, and make it collector's editions. And for a little girl like me, that was such a big deal. That was such a big deal. <laughs> um. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work that you've done with Fashion Bar and Chicago Fashion Week? Absolutely. So when I first met the owner of uh, Fashion Bar, Tony Long, I was just getting started with Iconic Peak. Iconic Peak was nothing more than a vision that I had as I was driving around in the city in my Uber, right? (laughs) And um, I I wanted to be more than a stylist, and I expressed that to Tony Long that I I had all these great ideas and all these different things that I wanted to do and to build my brand. And so between him uh, with Fashion Bar Chicago and and a few other people I had connections to allowed me to do a lot of behind the scenes and backstage work to rebuild my portfolio in a professional way. Mm -hmm. I've done photo shoots before. I used to model back in the day, but this was something different. This was something for a fashion styling level. And so I was able to use that to build my portfolio. I was able to use that to build connections and network. And with that work, um, I was able to secure clients and work with designers closely on a a level that I never had before. And so that was very exciting to do that with Fashion Bar Chicago. When Tony first met me, I'll never forget this, but we needed a host. And because though I was new into what I was doing, I was very well connected because of me working in the fashion industry in the past and doing other things. And so I was able to use my connections with a popular radio station to secure a host on my own. He didn't even ask me. I just did it because that's just who I am as a person. You say you need help. And if I have it in my network, um, 
I'm going to utilize that. Well, he saw, like, wait a minute, this girl's a powerhouse. And so we connected on such a level, and we've been connected ever since. And so whatever Tony needs from me, whatever Fashion Bar Chicago needs from me, whatever Fashion Week needs from me, whether they need me to host, I make a great host. So I've hosted shows, <laughs> uh, red carpet, and in front of people. Um, I have a way of making people feel comfortable and get rid of that nervousness. And then um, just, again, working back backstage and working as a fashion stylist and and securing my own connections if need be of whatever is needed has secured my relationship and my foundation with those two entities that's awesome thank you how did your work with fashion bar and chicago fashion week kind of lead you to establishing establishing iconic peak and like why did you establish iconic peak like why is is that the main question? Like why yeah. did I stop Chicago? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to follow along. Okay, not a problem. Um, I started Iconic Peak because again, I wanted to be more than just a stylist, and I wanted to build a hub for other stylists. At first, it was originally meant for me and to give me like a doing business as kind of name, even though I'm an LLC. So it gave me a way to not be in the forefront, but be in the forefront at the same time, if that makes sense. And I always say this, and it's so funny, but I'm shy, but I'm not shy, right? I'm on this (laughs) call right now, and I'm open, but certain things I get really reclusive about because I'm like, hey, I just want to be in the background. I'm not, you know, I'll man model in a couple of photos, but, um, No. So for me, it was a way to do that. The second thing was, again, I wanted to build a hub for other stylists. And because of the pandemic, I'm currently rebuilding um, an entire style team of makeup artists, hairstylists and fashion stylists. And of course, all of them um, need to be licensed and been in the industry for two years. And so it was a way to for now, uh, Iconic Peak to build a style team. Once that style team was established in the past, I was able to do things and help with different events behind events behind the scenes with my team now my team i wanted them to be independent contractors because i know how important it is to grow your portfolio and so i let them know hey treat it like uber you know you do it when you can let me know your availability if you're available cool if not i can move on to the next stylist very similar to other independent contractor work like catering service right Mm -hmm. and so when you think about it like that it opened a big uh, demographic for uh, for stylists to do things like that. Now you have other companies that are doing something quite similar, which I find hilarious because they weren't doing it before. <laughs> and then I did that. I'm not taking credit because I'm sure I'm not the only one in the world that has that amazing idea of wanting to have a, a style hub. But the difference between me and everyone else, right, is that I don't just do fashion stylists. I do hair and makeup artists. I do bar why because it's a team you can't have one um without the other and so when a person is securing iconic peak they know it's a one-stop shop they don't need to go anywhere else they Mm -hmm. know they can get a hairstylist a makeup artist if a barber if possible if possible um and a a fashion stylist to do these things why go anywhere else and they're going to know that because i am so tied to my brand and i'm i'm um, so with my image, I'm not going to attach myself with someone who doesn't have professional experience or anything like that. So that is how Iconic Peak became to be. It, it became of those main things, if that makes sense. And so from there, I have been able to help with Fashion Bar and Chicago Fashion Week is that. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Thank you. Um, going off a little bit more like into your background, how did you get into image consultation and what was your training at the New York Institute of Design and Technology like? Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. Uh, so that came from, um, I was online. I was just Googling. I'm like, there has to be, like there has to be, <laughs> right? An image consulting or fashion. This was like back in like 2014, 15, mm-hmm. even 16. It took several years to find the place. Like I've been Googling for years. And finally, there it was the New York Institute of Art and Design. The cool thing about the New York Institute of Art and Design is it doesn't just do fashion styling, right? It does photography. It does um, wedding styling. It does... Uh, home decor, room staging, pretty cool. Um, But I was there for personal styling. I want to say that when you get mentors like Joseph Yacides from GQ, it's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Patty uh, Barbados, I hope I'm saying her name right. Please don't kill me, Patty. But she (laughs) is a huge heavy hitter in the wardrobe styling industry and working on Broadway and First, you meet them through videos. I'm not going to lie to you. They're, they're, there's tons of videos. But you have access to them, if need be, which is really cool to know. Um, you're assigned your own mentor. And I had two different mentors. One of them, I can't think of her name. Hope she doesn't kill me either. But she worked with like famous people like Lil' Kemp. Now, mm-hmm. to me, that's a big deal. Because I grew up, before y'all had Nikki, I had Lil' Kemp. So <laughs> I grew up in the generation of Lil' Kemp. And that was so big. So when I had my training there... It was very hands-on. It's at your own pace, which is really cool but bad because I'm busy and I'm a mother or two. So there's times I had to keep coming back past my due date. I'm not going to lie. But (laughs) it was very helpful to get that experience. And then this year, I'm very excited because I'm getting my official certification that I can hang high on the wall and really exciting. And the reason for that is because last year we had the pandemic and the pandemic was the year I was supposed to be done. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So, um, you know, the world as we know it was at a standstill. So the training there was really awesome. I learned so much about color theory and whatever I didn't learn, because I get it, whatever I didn't learn, um, I eventually branched off and did my own research uh, to to help me because I'm, you can ask Tony, I'm very specific. For example, I want to know what kind of bras and what type of bras do we have and what does that (laughs) pair with, with what shirt? You're not going to really find that there, mm-hmm. as far as I remember. Um, and that's okay. You know, they teach you the, the, the basics. Certain things, creativity-wise, you have to discover that on your own. They're just teaching you how to do it. I learned all the things and all the uh, kits I needed for photo shoots. Um, and that was really cool to know because I didn't know that. I didn't have a full kit. I was just out here in these streets. So it was very <laughs> exciting to know, oh, I can use these different types of tapes and these different types of things. Because again, Patty Barbados has been in the industry for many, 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 many decades, not years, decades, you know, working with legend. And so there's always something you can learn from somebody like that. So that's definitely what my experience was. And I knew that um, to be very clear, to be a fashion stylist, you don't necessarily need a certification. But for an image consultant, technically you do. Because mm-hmm. then you start branching off and start working with Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies. And so they need someone that is heavily um, trained in that arena. Yeah, and that sounds like it was a great experience. Oh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really awesome. But now there's other schools like the School of Style. Uh, the cool thing about the School of Style, and I work with a stylist that went to the School of Style. 
um, is that they actually send you to shoots. I didn't get that. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous. But mm-hmm. at the time when that came out, it was the first time someone had, as far as I know, that was a legit school, yeah. right? Because it has to be legit. You got a lot of diploma mills out here, a legit school that offered personal styling at an affordable price. Mm-hmm. So if someone's hearing this and they're looking for something at an affordable price, um, yeah, and if you need to do something, well, I don't know because of the pandemic, but at the time, if I wanted to do something for New York Fashion Week, they would give me the connections to co- to connect with someone if it was possible, because I live in Chicago now, mm-hmm. to do something with someone in New York Fashion Week. Like, they were willing to do that, so it wasn't that they were out with connections, but that's pretty cool to graduate, and then you're st- they're still feeding you work in that way, and that's what the School of Style did. I kind of had to do that out on my own, but again time advances things that weren't available at the time when I went. Right. Um, So now kind of switching back to Iconic Peak, what is Mm -hmm. Iconic Peak's mission? Iconic Peak's mission has changed thanks to COVID. Thanks, COVID! (laughs) But originally my mission was to just like, oh, I just want to style the world. But now my mission is definitely concreted in really building back that community uh, for stylists uh, of fashion and, and beauty, whether it's hair and makeup, to to build that back up. Why? Because, again, we need one another. Um, so that's the first part of my mission, to, to rebuild that and to grow that into something successful, to continue to be the one-stop shop. My second mission is I want to make it where I'm available to whomever, whenever they need, which is why I'm working with... Um, a mobile app so you got the tea right here exclusively but i'm working with the mobile app to make this a reality for so many people because so many people need work Mm -hmm. and it's hard in the beauty industry to get the connections that you want especially in certain cities i'm not going to say which cities unfortunately i don't want to make anyone angry (laughs) but we already know chicago (laughs) it's hard in places like that because everyone wants to be clickish and it's like hey we're in the same boat And I really want to grow this. And how can I grow if people don't give me the opportunity to help? So with Chicago, uh, with uh, Iconic Peak, I want to give even students, whether they are in the fashion industry, um, and that's what they're going to school for, or they're going to school to be in the beauty industry, whether they're there to be a hairstylist, a makeup artist, or a barber, I want to give them that outlet and those internships that they need because it's just so important more than ever the pandemic has also shown that we need to have a sense of community no matter what and so that's really my mission um moving forward definitely and i think that that is really important to kind of foster the sense of community in the fashion industry in chicago yes correct and you also kind of already touched on this but how has the pandemic impacted iconic peak Oh man, I'm about to shut down. <laughs> just shut down. I called Tony Cry like I don't know what to do. You know, it was it was. It, I know I'm not the only one, right? It's so many. Um, it's so it just it's hard. You know, as a business owner, you get out here and you're like, I'm gonna do it, and I'm not gonna work for no one to then turn around and have to work for someone. It's very hard because I have been working for myself for the most part consistently for many years, since 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
and I've done it on and off because of life situations, right? But for the most part, as far as just working for myself and coming going as I please, it was very difficult. And the times that if I really needed to make that kind of money, something quick, I pick up a retail job. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like it's quick cash, real quick. And they know my schedule. They actually know I work for myself. I'm not not advising people to do it. It's just because how I do it and the way that I speak on my business eloquently, they understood that, oh, okay, I get what you do. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. This is the days that you can work. You know, so I was still able to, to run my business and do those things. But when the pandemic hit, it was very interesting. I had put my pride to the side in the beginning of that year. And I said, you know, I need to get into digital style work because I need a job where that I can do just in the meantime, because I was working on opening my own storefront is how this all began. I was uh-huh. like, I want to open up my own storefront. And I had picked up a digital styling job, which I still do because of COVID. And um, which is a blessing because it really helped me get into virtual styling in a way that I never would have imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, because my business is mobile, right? I come right. to you, I style you at your office, at your house, at your cousin's house, but I'm there, you know? Mm-hmm. This was more so, hey, how you doing through a Zoom on a consistent basis on tools that I didn't necessarily have because I wasn't full-blown virtually compared to what I am now, correct? Right. So when the pandemic hit, I had to learn how to pivot in a way like the rest of the world that I never had to pivot before. Now, I'm good at pivoting. Pivoting is not the problem, but this was something <laughs> different, you know, because how can you sell when no one has any money? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's hard. So I had to completely drastically change my business structure and figure out a way, how could I get back to working for myself, though I was doing this digital styling job, to, to make Iconic Peak what I know Iconic Peak can be greatly. So even if a pandemic happened again, you know, that I'm out here still making it like some of these legendary uh, giant corporations and companies, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have a fail-safe. I didn't have a fail-safe, you know, it, it, it not in the way of pandemic. And I'm I, again, it's I'm like everyone else, you know, though I'm a business owner, I have a family, I have a house, I have real true adult responsibilities that you would have in your 30s right. so the, the the pandemic taught me so much about myself and my strength and my obedience to how i was faithful to what i believed in as well as it, it showed me that i can do it all but the thing about it is i have to be structured because right. the problem is when you have too much free time you're like, well, that's that, you know, and then you forget there's other things you need to consistently do. You right. I had to get better at social media. To be honest, I hate social media. I'm, I'm, that's not my generational thing. All right. You know, but as a business owner, I have to do it. So now currently I'm working on my Instagram and my Facebook to grow it. Twitter wasn't Twitter wasn't hard. I, I grew Twitter to like a thousand. I was like, OK, I'm done because I don't like social media, but I had to train myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I had to train my mindset in the pandemic and stop talking about what I don't like and start talking about what I do like. What do I like about social media that works for anybody? That keeps me coming back on the level that I come back. And once I changed my mindset, it became a growth mindset into other things. Does that make sense? Definitely. So I had to realize and I had to buckle down. These were the ways that I was going to pivot myself 
digitally if I, as a company, was going to survive. And so that was what I did in the pandemic to to get me back to where I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm elated of that because then it drove me to say, you know what? Oh, my God, I should open up an online store. Because what better than an online store? And styling, everyone does it. Bloomingdale's does it. Nordstrom's does it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it online. How cool is that? You know, it really made me have to think outside the box because a lot of online boutiques do not offer style at all. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't do it. Yeah. I think that you had a, that was really good advice that you need to focus on the things that you do like and less on the things that you don't like. Yeah. Cause then you'll be always in a rut. You'll always be in this negative um, state of mind Mm-hmm. Of I can't, Definitely. and your mind should not be I can't. Your mind should be I can, because we all have things that we're good at and that right, and we all yeah. things that we're not great at. I'm not about to act like oh because I changed my mindset I'm great at social media. No, but I YouTube, I Google. It's stressful, but I do it right. because I'm a small business. Now once I get to the point where I can pass that down, and I do plan on hiring some interns to help because I love having interns. Mm-hmm. You guys are like, interns are just so helpful and so <laughs> wonderful. I love them. Uh, because no, it is because interns are such a sponge, you know, <laughs> they'd be like, what you need me to do? I'm on it. It's that thirst and zest for life that people lose because society has jaded them. Definitely. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, so how do you think that, um, Iconic Peak is influencing fashion, beauty, and wellness in Chicago? Wow. That's a really great question. And I probably wouldn't have had a question for you a couple of days ago. (laughs) I mean, a question, but I have an answer now. I think, um, how Iconic Peak is influencing people because I'm inspiring young women, young women, um, because it's Women History Month, and I'm pretty sure I'm, in, I'm inspiring some young boy out there, but <laughs> young women that you can persevere through anything. Mm-hmm. You can do anything that you want to do, and you don't have to get up, and you don't have to let anybody defy you. Social media says you are supposed to have 10,000 followers. No, you don't. Yeah. Because here's the here's the kicker. I know tons of people that have had 60,000, 10,000 followers and did not make any money, and they were broke living on the couch because it's the image Mm -hmm. and the thing is is that i don't obsess over vanity followers i obsess over the followers that's gonna make me some money i'd rather lose two or three followers and gain five that's gonna buy something from me because i know that they're shopping from me so i'm showing people that don't get caught up in vanity metrics get caught up in real metric metrics that sustain you and that grow you and the moment that i got out of my fears because all entrepreneurs have them i start getting random dms from friends and family how i've inspired them to start their own boutique mm-hmm. my own godmother reached out to me and she was like i never comment on uh, <laughs> social media and i had to repost it because i was like oh this is beautiful but she was like, I just want to say that I am so proud of the woman that you become and da 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 da. And it was just really cool to see that as there's a meme out there, and I'm pretty sure you probably saw it, but it says that, you know, you never know who's watching you, sis, so keep going. There's yeah. another one that says, it doesn't matter if you have zero life, keep 
going. Mm-hmm. And those memes, even when I saw them, meant so much. Because the thing is, when we get out here, now they're popping up everywhere. So I guess everybody's feeling the heat. But uh, the fact that everybody's not going to clap for you. Yeah. Everybody's not going to clap for you while you're trying to build a business. People that you thought were going to support you, like your friends and family, people need to cut that notion out. Your friends and family have already put you in a box that you have to outgrow past their biases about you. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you're going to get into this thing, because entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And it's okay to be a worker bee. Everybody want to be an entrepreneur. No, it's okay to be a worker bee. Worker bees help grow companies. You know what I mean? Definitely. But if you're going to be an entrepreneur or even a worker bee, work at something that you know that you can do good at, that when you lay your head down at night, you go, I did that. And then you can get up and do that again and know that you're doing and you're living in your truth of what you want to be. So by doing Iconic Peak and knowing that I'm inspiring people, I just had to reach out from a young lady that I'm helping. Uh, I, Me and Tony had worked with her from Fashion Bar for Make-A-Wish. And she's looking into uh, some styling things or something. I got to check the email of what she needs help with. And just to know that this young lady was going through her trauma. And that was so long ago when I assisted her and gave her the experience of fashion styling when we helped. And she got to meet Heidi Klum. I was like, dang, I, I want to meet Heidi. You know, and went to Paris Fashion Week. And the fact that this young lady has reached back out to me to assist her in internships was like, wow. And it's just the fact that I'm still going. And though, no, I'm not a multi-million dollar corporation, which I will one day be. And I'm speaking (laughs) that into existence, okay? Mm -hmm. But the fact that I'm at the level that I'm at. And people need to understand to love and appreciate the level that they're at. Because if you get to the level that you want to be too fast, the first thing you're going to do is sink. So learn to love the level that you at and learn everything that you can at the level that you're at. So when you do grow and move to the next level, nothing will shake your foundation and you will be strong enough to handle that level because you learned everything you at at the previous one. And so that was my takeaway of when everyone reached out to me, right, about mm-hmm. of, of, of how Iconic Peak has impacted them. I'm seeing people opening up different stores and and things online because it's like well heck if alisa can do it i can do it and not a shady if she can do it i can do it (laughs) uninspired because people do that too but it inspired you can do it i can do it because i have two children right i'm at home with them all day Mm -hmm. i work my you know my uh second job to just make sure that i'm doing things that i need to do I still run my my, my job, uh, my company full time, and I'm also in school at the Ford School of Business for Entrepreneurial Studies and Marketing. And if I can take on all of that, mm-hmm. anybody can handle the different things, right? right? So that's that's one thing that I've I've realized I've done through my time. Mm-hmm. Man, you keep yourself busy. <laughs> What'd you uh, say? I said you keep yourself really busy. I do. I, I do. And sometimes I'll be like, anybody want this plate? Anybody? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> My plate is full, but uh, I do it. So where do you see yourself and Iconic Peak in the next five years? Oh, wow. Uh, I see Iconic Peak thriving on another level. I see Iconic Peak slowly becoming a household name in the next five years. Um, 
And the reason why I say that is because a lot of small companies that I followed, like Lemonade Insurance, I mean, when I got with Lemonade Insurance, and they were only on Instagram, right? <laughs> and that was like two, three years ago. And now they are on commercials everywhere. And I'm like, that's my insurance company. You go insurance <laughs> company. And so that's my that's my goal in the next five years is to definitely have uh, my store location uh, for people to go to. I can't have everybody in my house. Um, definitely have a flourishing team of, of, uh, of stylists that you can just go online and look up and, and review their work and their portfolio. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's just seeing it grow into what I knew it could be, if that makes sense. Yeah. That sounds so exciting. I can't wait to see the success. I can't <laughs> I'm just uh. excited as you. I, I'm like, hey, when the next roller coaster ride? Like, I'm just excited <laughs> as you. Definitely. Um, do you have any closing remarks or any comments you want to add? I'll say this. I always say no, and then I'm that person. No, I don't, and then I come back. <laughs> do you have any questions after the call? No, I don't. You know, I'm that girl. <laughs> um, I will say this again, and I'll piggyback off of what I said earlier. Focus on the level that you're at. Mm-hmm. We live in a time, especially with I hate to call you guys out, Generation Z, but it's not just Generation Z. I'm not going to do you guys like that. It's everybody. It's millennials. It's the people below or above millennials. I don't know who they are, but the people from the 70s on up, them, <laughs> everyone, maybe boomers, whatever your generational thing is. You cannot focus on what someone is doing on the left of you or on the right of you because what your gifts and what your anointing is has nothing to do with the next person. They did not get that vision. That vision was given to you, and that vision was given to only you. And you cannot worry about who doesn't believe in your vision. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean to go on and be delusional about something that isn't working either. That's not what that means. That means that in order to tap into who you are and what you want to do, you have to truly, really know yourself. And it's okay if you don't, because who you were yesterday does not mean who you have to be today. So therefore, in order to tap into all that you want to be and all that you have to do, you have to focus on yourself. Because if you're too focused on what's going on on social media, social media is nothing but vanity. It's a bunch of fake stuff, which is why I said (laughs) I didn't like it, because I know a lot of people who were broke. And they had all these followers. It's like, how you fall broke with 60 followers? 6,000, really? Mm. <laughs> it, it's mind-opening. So just focus on yourself. Focus, if you're in school, focus on your schoolwork. It's like driving down the road, and all you see is nothing. But you know you own your way somewhere, yeah. right? And I was just reading a friend who put something up like that. She said cornfields. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never say cornfields. At least you got some kind of view, right? But sometimes <laughs> you don't get a view. You just, you just, you're just the driving. So when you focus on yourself, that's your time to learn who you are. And that's your superpower. And once you learn who you are, you can't nobody stop you. Someone can say, that's a stupid idea. You'll be like, watch me. All, all your whole thing, your whole attitude, without even saying watch me, will be watch me. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, every time you pop up on the gram, every time you pop up on Facebooks, or even if you don't have a social media, but maybe you popping up in conversation, <laughs> all you have nothing is growth and winning. Because growth and winning comes 
when you focus on yourself. And so that's what I want to leave because that's my story. But my story is a relatable story because everybody's been there. Definitely. I have looked to my left. I have looked to my right. And I would be lying if I said that I didn't. And I'd be like, man, when is my breakthrough going to come through? When am I going to get my blessing? And then it's part- But you don't know what they've been through. You don't know how long they have been going through that journey. They have probably been going through that journey way before they, they even knew you. Yeah. And that's what people need. That's why people, they say, mind the business that pays you. That's what that means. Mind the business that pays you. Because then when you do that, you won't have to worry about that. And you'll feel more secure. You won't have imposter syndrome. And you'll be living your truth. And that's all that really matters. And that's what I want the takeaway to be. It's just focus on yourself. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's all. that is great advice. <laughs> Thank you. All I right. try. All right, that's, that's all that I have. So thank you for meeting with me. You're welcome. You're welcome so much. If anyone uh, definitely wants to check out Iconic Peak, you can go on www.iconicpeak.com. You'll see right then and there, I talk about styling, but then I do have my boutique. I always make sure to let everybody know that, yes, I have a boutique, but my main strength is definitely in styling, and I want to definitely keep it that way. And you can always catch me on my social medias, and they're the same, at Iconic Peak underscore peak iconic underscore peak and remember it's not p-e-a-k it's (laughs) p-e-e-k because i'm giving you like a sneak peek i'm giving you an iconic peek don't just look stare (laughs) and thank you for having me on your show this is really fun yeah thank you so much Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Chicago, the building of a fashion capital. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fashion Bar Chicago and Iconic underscore Peak. Tune in next week for more info about the Chicago fashion industry. Love the fashion, raise the bar.